0: i
1: love to swore slicing gently through my body burn so sweet blood boils when you speak yeah. makes me weak but I refuse to weep yet when I sleep I feel tears trickling down my cheeks stay strong pride telling me move on my heart's fighting me forcing me to hold on yours forever felt for you beyond measure pure as ever obey yeah. my sins of
2: treasure welcome you with all due respect this is chef as always when listening to our podcast be sure to give us five stars on Apple podcast give us a like on SoundCloud. Check us out on the iHeartRadio app. Um, oh yeah, and, and listen to us on Spotify for sure. This is episode ninety-three. And anchor.
0: Yeah, man, you got to let them know. You got to let them know where to find us now, man. We we making changes.
2: Okay, so we do want to say that, man. Okay, cool. So we're we're <coughs> um we're switching platforms. So. Well, we don't know yet,
3: but
0: we on anchor right now, so it's it. Like... Come on, man! I'm just saying,
3: don't
2: tell. I mean, don't
3: go that far. There's you know, a bunch of
0: changes, man. We got new spots, we got new spots, new drops, new logos. You know what I'm saying? New hosting. It's just we doing new stuff in 2020, man. Y'all, y- y'all be yeah. again.
2: Yeah, we switching to Anchor, man, because Anchor like like pays you, man. You know, because y'all ain't had y'all cousin hit us up about some sponsorship. We we love new transmissions just like everybody else does. So <laughs> it's all good. You know what I'm saying? Um Check us out on Anchor. We're gonna be, you know, feeding to the all all your favorite, you know, places to pod. So we'll so still be on available
0: it. on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all of those places. So yeah, if you listen to us on one of those third party apps, nothing's gonna change. But we're we're just switching things up on the front end.
2: Yeah, it's all good. But gentlemen,
0: what with the white voice? What up? Five thousand South
2: Florida. It's your boy J Joe K O B E. Right on. So we're going to, um, get right into it. Uh, so, uh, first of all, rest in peace to, to Kobe Bryant. Um, we all heard the news on this past Sunday that, uh, he and a crew of, uh, of nine folks on, a um, on, on a helicopter heading to basketball practice, including his daughter, um, and other families that are a part of the team, um, assistant coach. And, and, uh, they all, uh, unfortunately, um, And tragically, uh, died in a in a crash in Calabasas, California. Uh, So, um, needless to say, this was like a this was a shock to all of us. I know when I heard the news personally, um, I honestly just didn't believe it. Uh, And we go we could go into that. I mean, based on how it was reported, it just seemed it seemed far fetched. So when it it finally you know was confirmed, it was I know it was obviously devastating for everyone. uh, we could go around the room for sure. Um, but uh, we, yeah, we're going to get into it deeper. But yeah, around the room, like, what are y- your thoughts when we heard the news?
0: I, just shocked, man. I mean, you can look at any video or whatever of other people who heard, and everybody's like, you see it, helicopter crashes, and it's like Kobe Bryant was on board. Like, Kobe Bryant, Bryant? Like, Kobe Bryant that played for the Lakers, Kobe Bryant? Like, everybody was just in disbelief, man. And, that's what it started as. It just started off as what we're used to from celebrity death. You know what I'm saying? You know, Michael Jackson, Prince. That's where it was. You know what I'm saying? Everybody's like really sad. And then when they went to the daughter piece, like it turned into something totally different. You know what I'm saying? Like for me, I I was emotional when it was Kobe. I was sad. I'm like, damn, man, that's fucked up. But when they got to the daughter piece, that's when it was just told something totally different for me. And that's when I, I actually got emotional at that point. And I said, I'm not even watching this shit no more. I only watched coverage on the day that it happened. I did not watch coverage on any of the subsequent days because I just didn't want to be in that sort of mood. I'm, I'm sadder. I'm sad about Kobe, but I'm more sad about his daughter than I am about him. Cause that's every time I hear that story and their relationship, it takes me back to the emotional place. So that's why I'm pretty much disconnected from the story. I don't want to hear about it anymore because I have a daughter and this shit is just, it's just fucked up all around.
1: Yeah, I agree uh, with Wood. It was a very tragic story on a couple of fronts. The first is that, you know, we never really account for those kinds of unexpected scenarios like a helicopter crash. So you're like, you know, Kobe's young. He's probably still in tip-top shape. You know, he doesn't have any ailments that we know of, whatever. So you just expect him to be around. And so initially it was shock, disbelief. This has to be some kind of internet hoax or something like that. And then, you know, like he also said, take it a step further. Then you start to t- think about his daughter because when you have kids um, to a point, you know, you want them to be kind of in your own likeness or you find it cool. Uh, when they're into something that you're into, you know, so I'm sure they were probably super tight. Uh, you know, you've seen a couple of the photos from where he's like drawing up plays and they're like discussing stuff on the court. And even from uh, like the Kobe Bryant doing work and all of that, and he breaks down all these plays and stuff that they run in the league. So, you know, he has a tremendous passion and knowledge and all that. and He probably wanted to pass all that on to try to make his daughter like the GOAT of women's basketball, you know, so uh-huh. not only... Like, now they're both gone, so that's never going to be able to happen, unfortunately. And um, that's, I was also kind of in lockstep with I haven't really followed up on it since the day that it happened. And even just in passing, you know, if I'm at the restaurant or something and see a scroll down ESPN, it's still just kind of disbelief, like, you waiting on them to be like, oh, no, you know, we checked dental records and that wasn't actually Kobe, you know, but
3: That's not going to happen, but it's still kind of shocking and like a feeling of disbelief. So, yeah, when I first heard it, it, I got it through a text message me and two of my homeboys. And one of them had sent it through like, yeah, uh, Kobe Bryant is dead, whatever. So the first thing is, like you said, shocking disbelief. Like, oh, this is the like the onion, as they have in Chicago, which is kind of like fake news that they do, uh, satirical news. <clears throat> so really didn't read too much into it. And I had just seen uh, LeBron talking talking on ESPN how uh, he had just talked to Kobe because he had just passed him as like a um, scoring leader. So I was like, oh, man, it was just the, uh, disbelief. And then it happened in the daytime. So a lot of times you get this news. It, it'll be a car crash or something that happened at night, or you figure something. Usually, stuff when you get these uh, like unexpected things is at nighttime. It's it's in the middle of the day, so you're like <laughs> on a oh, Sunday, God. like what the fuck right, is like, going on? Sunday morning, like chilling, right, And like kind of in like your mind's not even into that. Like a lot of and again, like you said, a lot of stuff happens, happens like that Sunday, just a chill Sunday, and and Kobe Bryant, like. What, what's Kobe Bryant doing? Why is, How is he dead? Or whatever. So disbelief. And then, you know, everybody's jumping on, trying to see what's going on TMZ. Since that's where we get all our <laughs> credible news from, which is crazy. Um, I couldn't pull it up Then You're on the CNN, you're on the news. And at first it really wasn't on the news right when I got the text message. So I, I, that was another reason why I thought it was fake. So I was like, man, it would be on every news channel, but it wasn't. So, but then, you know, it started coming through that it was real. And, um, Kobe Bryant is my second favorite basketball player of all time, uh, after Jordan. Um, but like a lot of people said, we grew, we literally grew up with Kobe. You know what I'm saying? Like he was like uh, our peer. You know what I'm saying? So it, it hits a little different. Like Michael Jordan's older and, you know, um, you looked up to him like that, but like it's not like one of your partners making it to the league, which kind of felt like Kobe was, and you kind of strive to kind of be like Kobe because you're around the same age. But anyway, uh, going to the to the daughter factor, um, yeah, that that definitely hits hard. But I, thinking about it, man, I I think I came to the conclusion, and this is just a J Joe take is that I feel like God let that happen because looking at their relationship, I don't think that she would have been alright with him passing. You know what I'm saying? I think that if Kobe would have pa- would have died in that helicopter crash alone, as much time as they spent together, I you can just see their bond. Yeah. It seems like she yeah. was the most <clears throat> like him. So I think that and divine it, I don't know, divine whatever you want to call it. Um, maybe God knew that like she wouldn't have been okay um, on this earth without him. Um, I haven't lost a parent, you know, thank God. But I mean, I'm, sh- I'm I know people that have, and and you know, later on in life, and it's and it's it's hard as hell. I mean, Chef lost his dad, you know, what I'm saying. So you kind of see that going on. Uh, but yeah, it's just real tough. But then you go into the deeper part of, well, you have somebody who just um, Vanessa lost her husband and daughter, and I'm sure that might be a trigger for you. You know what I'm saying? Because you know that's your your wife. I don't don't sell too much on podcast. That's your name. That's my wife. Yeah. So so it's a uh, it's just a lot, and then you have the husband, wife, daughter combo that that passed on the. On the helicopter, and they still have kids. So now you have—I uh, think they might have two other kids. I'm not sure with the picture, yeah, but you have one, at least. Or you just have one, one child or whatever, who's lost both their parents yeah. and a sibling. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Like that's a lot. You know what I'm saying? And for me, I'm not a—I'm not an empath. Um, for people that don't know what an empath, uh, just look it up. It's just people that can uh, kind of take on other people's emotions. Um I'm not like that but I I'm very empathetic and I can put myself in other people's situations and that you know that kind of got me just thinking about that and and you know being a black man you know I and it's been a hard couple years when you holding stuff back it only takes yeah. <laughs> something like this to oh. open up the floodgates yeah. so you know what I'm
2: saying so hey boy you
3: you might, it. <laughs> yeah, yeah so so it's like uh, you know Kobe died, so then man, just sad. So I think about the kids and the wife, and like, damn And my dog died the other day, and then like, my mom's first cousin passed two weeks ago, and then like, it just kind of everything yeah. just starts all coming out, and so that's how it happens. After 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 that happened, I'm just like, man, I'm going to sleep. Yeah. <laughs> so I, I I I didn't watch anything else. Um, I went to sleep. Uh, when I woke up, you know. Go to social media, and then you know you just get. I mean, you're still flooded now with just just people's stories, anecdotes about Kobe, and just everything that he he meant yeah. to every so so many people. And you know that'll that'll get you a picture, get
0: you then a <laughs> commercial, get you. And right. Then, you know.
3: Right now, that's what I'm saying. So every Sunday, time, boy, every
0: time see I see my daughter, it, every time I see my daughter, it gets me because it's like you just think of that moment. Like, what does a father say to his child at the moment? When they understand their impending doom.
2: I think the only natural thing. Because this is what kind of helped me personally. I think the natural reaction is to react. So you want to just naturally be protective. Like if you think about your normal interactions with your daughter. If you, if you walk in. If you in a public place you hold a hand. So they don't get away from me. Uh, if you are like if we're on an amusement park. I put my arm across her the whole time. Like yeah. it's just a nat it's naturally what you do. You naturally protect it's it's just your animal yeah. instinct. So what gave me some sort of uh peace because you put yourself in that position and, and that's where the hurt a lot of the hurt comes from, is thinking, Okay, when this happened, he probably naturally just grabbed his daughter and sheltered her from Whatever was was coming. Oh no, no,
0: and Kobe—he probably tried to jump into the fucking pilot seat and drive the fucking helicopter away. Like that's that's some <laughs> right, Kobe shit what to is, do. I know how to fly I, the helicopter. Like move over. Yeah, and that, I
2: mean, I think that the fact that it wasn't like he did what he needed to do as a man—I just I, I naturally just feel that's what yeah. what happened. That gives me some sort of peace. Right because he did i am mean, because i'm thinking you know when you know you're gonna die like you, you're going through those things and you you're reacting in a sort of way like I'm, it's rough but i think that's i think that's the only thing that kind of made me feel better about whatever could happen because at least they were together like you said i think i mean i think grief is for the living obviously so they're in a, a better place you know what i'm saying so uh but you know there's a lot of family left behind and they're, they're all having to deal with it. I mean, the families of all the other victims, but yeah, from a father's perspective, that that's what really, that that's, that's pretty much what's kind of messed me up the whole time. So, I mean, and I think and what you said, J. Joe also makes perfect sense because I feel like a lot of grown men were crying on Sunday, mm. like a lot of grown men who don't, who ain't criers necessarily.
0: I don't think a lot of people understand. I was talking, I, I talked people didn't, Engaging me on social media, know that I have a boss that likes to ask questions about black people and he doesn't really know, but he's genuinely curious. He asked me about like black Greek organizations and black college reunion. He just doesn't know, so he asked me questions. So we talked about Kobe and was like, you know, so are people sad about the Kobe thing? I'm like, yeah, man. I'm like, you understand, like a lot of people grow up, a lot of people in our communities grow up without dads and father figures and they look to cats like, Kobe and LeBron and celebrities to like be they don't even know they're from Adam and they're already strong male role models in their life you know what I'm saying, and when somebody like Kobe passes like you've emulated if you're a basketball player, you may have emulated your whole game after Kobe you could be in business and adopted the Mamba mentality like these people are a part of your of your ethos you know what I'm saying they are a part of who you are, and for them to pass like that's 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 a loss you know what i'm saying you don't have to have ever have known that person that's a loss he was a part of our community whether you a chicken is with him or not and some people don't understand that some people are like i don't you know it's sad he was a he was a celebrity basketball player but to me he was so much more than a celebrity basketball player because me honestly i'm not even a huge basketball fan i, I mean i watch basketball um i was not a huge fan of kobe i know a lot of people have said i'm not a huge fan of kobe but to me I was more a fan of Kobe the man, because I feel that his greatest gift was he taught you how to be great at whatever it is that you want to be great at.
1: Mm-hmm. Like he's
0: not LeBron. LeBron is the perfect combination of talent, physical raw traits, and mentality. You know what I'm saying you can't just wake up one day and be LeBron. Like LeBron was born with some certain things. Kobe was too, but it was more so Kobe's mentality. That made him the great person that he was. He could have been great at whatever the fuck it is that he wanted to do. And studying people and studying generals and things like that and studying what it takes to be great, Kobe was a shining symbol of how can I be great at anything that I want to do. And I feel that that was his greatest gift to society. And I also feel that's one of the reasons why he left us so soon because that's, you look at the patterns, man, that's kind of, I don't want right. to say that it's fate, but that's how it be happening. You know what I'm saying? All of our greatest heroes, all of the greatest talents, all of the greatest people that we knew, they don't stick around for too long. Michael Jackson, Prince, you know what I'm saying? Otis Redden, Marvin Gaye, Tupac, Biggie, Richie Valens, Selena, like, whether you like him or not, Elvis, you know what I'm saying? John Lennon, like, these people were great people, you know what I'm saying? And they did not stick around long. And Kobe definitely fits into that mold where, some torches shine so bright that you can't expect them to shine for that long.
3: Yeah, so, so a couple things. So, yeah, Kobe epitomized it. Epitomized like hard work and dedication. That's it. Like, uh, uh, I'm gonna win at all costs mentality, and it's something that I feel like you could kind of grab onto in any facet of your life. So that facet of your life. So that was that was one thing. But um, so a couple things. Uh, that I saw online um, and yeah black men were crying black men were like letting loose but I think that's because sports are one of the few avenues where it's okay to show emotion as a man so if you lose the national championship or the super bowl or whatever they'll definitely pan over to the bench and see everybody crying a towel on their head you know And men are okay with it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's no like suck that up. Like you can identify with that type of hurt if you play any type of organized sport. So I feel like Kobe's death gave men an opportunity to grieve. Um, And because you knew you weren't going to get any type of suck that suck it up, um, you know, man up type thing. Because it was okay to hurt when it deals with competition in sports, which you know, that's that's a bigger issue. But I think that's why men weren't really so um, I'm really ashamed to talk about their feelings and how they how they felt about it. Um, going back to like what uh, you're telling your your white co-worker, um, I read this like losing black legends hurts because so many of us saw representation through each one of them. They were like the greatness we looked up to that looked like us. Showed us anything was possible and gave us an inspiration to follow in their footsteps despite our odds. That was one thing. And in the black community, we have something called fictive kinship, i.e., play cousins. And you know, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh, in this case, it's the idea that what happens in Black America happens to all of us. We all feel the weight of loss, even if it's, even if the loss is not our own. That's why losing Kobe hurts. He sparked the dreams of so many black kids. So. Again, saying what you're saying, like you might not have a male role model in the house. So you have, you know, looking up to Bill Cosby's and the Uncle Fields on TV um, and, of course, like like athletes. And, and with Kobe, I think that this kind of uh, reaction to his death would only be for Kobe. So follow me this. Follow me with this. Jordan passes it's going to be a a lot of sadness but that generation is older um you know it's we're going to feel the loss of Jordan but you know Jordan is you know is not on everybody's like I mess with him like that just cuz some of the things he did off the court yeah,
1: right. then you have
3: uh LeBron LeBron passes of course people are going to are going to mourn um but I feel like it's a little younger generation and I'm not sure if um, how they deal with it, how they deal with it and how much they really connect to him and this microwave society. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like we were with Kobe before Instagram. We were with Kobe before uh, Facebook. We were, you know, we were with Kobe when he was going to the prom with Brandon. Like we stuff. We really we grew like, up with Kobe. We, <laughs> we grew, we grew right? up with him. Hey, yeah. LeBron, I think they'll look at LeBron kind of like how we look at Jordan. And, you know, uh, not as... I don't know. You just don't ad- identify with him as, as closely with like you do with Kobe. So, I think the way that the city of Los Angeles is taking it and just the world in general is is because we're in that generation of Kobe. You know? And it's just mm-hmm. crazy,
2: man. Yeah, yeah. I definitely agree with that because it's like the whole, okay, we grew up with him and... We also had several emotions throughout our knowing him. So we at some point might have disliked Kobe. We we might have at some point been like really happy for him and how he triumphed. I know I wasn't the biggest Kobe fan. Like he beat my favorite team um, in his to win his first championship. Kobe so be, was, Kobe
0: beat everybody's favorite team. Okay, <laughs> unless you was a Lakers fan, Kobe beat your favorite team.
2: But like that. But he beat the Pacers. Only been to the, the NBA Finals once, and they they mollywhopped our ass. But I I hate that. I like this nigga killed us. You know what I'm saying? Like so, I was heated about it. But like there's certain things, like when he went through the, the the issues with the rape allegations. Like I I felt for him. Like when he when he got hurt and and came back. You know what I'm saying? I was happy for him. Like it was a lot of things. Even though I wasn't necessarily a a, a fan of his. Or the Lakers, I could relate to him because he was always around. Like he's been around since we was like what, like fourteen shit, fourteen, fifteen yeah. shit. So it's like you just you feel like you knew him, even though you didn't necessarily know him. So that that and, and having that emotional connection through all those times through over over twenty plus years uh, it's gonna do something. It's gonna be some sort of impact. And I think it's like a it it it, it shows that. There are, like, authentic feelings sometimes with people, and some of that shit gets lost in the shovel, because people are mourning in a way like they're mourning for, like, a... I don't I don't I don't know if you even want to say a president, you know what I'm saying? Like, I don't know. I can't compare this to anything.
0: I, I can't. I mean, it depends on what generation you grew up in, man. I mean, honestly, it was interesting. You know me. I have a sociological point of view of a lot of shit. So, for the... What is this? I guess it would be the later millennials. Mm-hmm. Kobe... Nip and X, X or whatever it is. Mm-hmm. These are the first tragic deaths that I think they've had in their generation. They, they weren't alive when Aaliyah, Big, Pac, you know what I'm saying? Was a big L. Like, they they don't know anything about, Lynn Bias, they don't know anything about that. You know what I'm saying? So these are the first deaths that they had. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's some emotional people. This is the first time that they've dealt with that. A lot of us on this podcast, we remember when where we was at when when Big died, when Pac died, where you was at when you figured out that Aaliyah died. You know what I'm saying? Like we've gone through this a little bit, you know what I'm saying? Sloppy Joes. <laughs> hey, ex- <laughs> hey, exactly, exactly. And and then the write out ensued, man. It was a great ride out by the way. Was that coolant? That was DJing? Nine
3: times out of ten, yes. Yeah.
0: So um you know what I'm saying? To a lot of people, this is the first time they've had to deal with this, man. So it's it's rough, man. It's rough.
3: And and the crazy thing is, in this in this social media age, is that it's only gonna get worse for them, right? Uh, because of social media, you start getting connected to so many other people that you wouldn't have before. So now they have like internet people who they're like social media, not Instagram stars and stuff that they're connected to, and it, it's just so more so many more people to be connected to that opens you up for, to deal with more loss yeah. you know what i'm saying so you mm-hmm. know we didn't have to deal with that we had like you know our athletes and you know our handful of black <laughs> movie stars yeah. and musicians and stuff like that but now they got like a gang of everybody that's on uh out you know what yeah. i'm saying like, like 50 people i mean not even that
0: think about think about pray for haiti you know what i'm saying when all of that went down Pray for Haiti probably would not have been as big as it was in 1999. It'd have been like damn, like, hurricane hit them, earthquake, whatever the fuck it is. I guess we got earthquakes now. Damn, that's fucked up. But we weren't connected like that. It wasn't, it wouldn't have been that big, you know what I'm saying? But now, shit, what just happened in Cuba and Jamaica? Like, there's a tsunami warning and shit and everybody's on fucking red alert. Like, bitch, you ain't never even fucking been to Cuba.
2: I mean, but dude, but do is it a thing that we care or is it just that we know
0: no you know i th- no you i think we care you're just exposed to so much to care about i mean i mean yeah. back in the day 5000 people could lose their life and you just didn't know about it so it's not that you didn't care you were just oblivious to the fact that things like that were happening at the rate that they did now anything that happens in the world you know about it immediately there's video there's people on their phones you see it on the news, you see corpses, you see, you know what I'm saying? You see the aftermath and you're like, yo, this shit is real. So really pray for Haiti. You've never met a Haitian in your life that didn't, that wasn't a resident of Dade County. And now all of a sudden you're like, yo, pray for Haiti, you know, you know, uh, uh, Puerto Rico is still fucked up. You know what I'm saying? Like there's so much to fucking care about now because we're so fucking connected. It's easy to get caught up in that shit.
2: So that, that leads us to a good place. So the the way the way in which this was reported, so as we all know, TMZ reported it first, and I think there was a, a solid 40, 45 minute to hour like difference between them reporting it versus other news outlets. So later on, and this, granted, like, I already feel a way about TMZ. I, I didn't fuck with it off rip um, because I didn't believe it. So I was just saying awful shit, but, what happened was, apparently, the the authorities, you know, um, in that area basically said that TMZ reported this before Vanessa uh, and the family even found out. So, my thought was this. I mean, I feel like it used to be, like, some sort of level of integrity in journalism in that, because I feel like, I mean, personally, I mean, I wanted to be a journalist. I, I was always into writing and shit, and I just didn't do it, but... I, uh, one of the things I learned even as like a, a 14 year old writing on the newspaper and, and the yearbook and shit was that you need to have a level of integrity in terms of how you report and what you report. Like there's a moral code that an ethical code and granted it's nothing le- illegal or, or binding but it's it's a way in which you need to do it and the way in which you tell a story. So that's always how I kind of Think about journalism, and granted, a lot of that's melted away. But the fact that there was no uh, opportunity for them to find out this news privately before, you know, releasing the information um, to the world, I thought that was, I mean, fucked up. You know, what I'm saying like real simple, like I think TMZ took had a great opportunity to do the right thing, and they didn't.
0: So. A couple of the points there. So me, I I personally do not have a problem with it. One, to your first point, the, yes, there should be journalism integrity, but journalism as we knew it no longer exists, right? You know, the reporter that goes and the beat writer who goes and talks to the policeman and he's the primary source and all of that type of shit, that doesn't exist anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like we have systems where they're at a basketball game. They're waiting on Kobe, his daughter, and the rest of those folks to arrive, It's been an hour and they have not arrived. You kind of know people start making telephone calls, sending texts. Where are you guys? And nobody responds. You know that something is wrong. Right. So you can look up a tail number. You, I mean, that's private. I mean, that's public information. We do it all the time during free agency. You can look up a tail number and figure out exactly where that plane or that aircraft is at anywhere in the world. You know what I'm saying? So that type of shit can happen. And just the fact that TMZ, I, they probably have a source. I, I'm pretty sure they have a source in local law enforcement or whatever, and they got the news, and they reported the news. It wasn't incorrect. It wasn't wrong. For all we know, why well, I guess we we do know that Vanessa said that she got the information from uh, TMZ. Um, what should have happened? Should we have? Should TMZ and CNN and ABC local? not report it, and allow local law enforcement to reach out to her beforehand? And if that's the case, does local law enforcement then reach back out to journalists and say, now you can report it? And who do they reach out to? Do they reach out to a local, do they reach out to TMZ first? Who do they reach out to first? You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm TMZ. I have, I, I have a business to run. You know what I'm saying? And my job is to provide good news and to provide it rapidly because that is what the demand is. Now, people can say they don't like it all they want to, but that's what you consume. People go to TMZ because they know TMZ is going to get the news out fast.
2: I, I don't. I don't have to consume TMZ. I mean, I don't. Um, the only reason I saw it is because someone posted it on Instagram, like when it, as it happened. So, but I don't think I don't I don't feel like they. Because I mean, TMZ is like a gossip brag. It's not like a. It's not like a place where you get like compelling news, where you get like. I think the next thing they posted was what Ariana Grande's wearing to the Grammys. You know what I'm saying? So.
0: I mean, it's LA-based LA news. A lot of it's going to be superficial, but every time this TMZ comes out with some shit, X, Y, and Z's got bust upside the head, Michael Jackson is dead, such and such is messing with such and such. TMZ is accurate. TMZ is accurate as fuck. It's not the National Enquirer. So what do you want TMZ to do? You want them to adjust their business model?
2: I, I want them to kind of not, not exist. I mean, because I think...
0: So, okay, TMZ doesn't exist. <laughs> TMZ doesn't exist. Doesn't but the news outlet first. that reported five minutes after TMZ does exist. Should they I mean, not exist either? TMZ wasn't the was, only person reporting on this.
2: It, was, it wasn't a five. It was like an hour gap until we got, like, details. You know what I'm saying? Like
0: TMZ and, reported an hour after. TMZ reported an hour after the crash.
2: Well, no, I'm saying an hour after TMZ reported, that was the next time we heard anything, really.
0: No, people people were right behind TMZ. People were right behind TMZ, like, minutes after. It may have been, like, 10, 15 minutes. You had local ABC, local ABC affiliates. You had um, CNN was definitely under an hour after them. They didn't report it because they had to check their sources. But right. a whole lot of motherfuckers would have gotten to the story before Vanessa and her family would have been notified.
2: And and, well, and I like I
3: still think that's the issue, quite oh, I was trying to break you
0: ladies up.
3: Um so my issue uh, was one with TMZ, uh, my issue is with uh the ignorance that ensues after stuff like this happens, right? So now you got uh Dr. Umar and the woke niggas talking about it was a conspiracy because Colby was in some sort of legal battle with Big Farm, Big Pharma. Uh, you have that going on. Then you have the people that want to bring up the uh, the the rape allegations. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, you know, y'all must have forgot about the rape allegations and and things of, of that nature. And just like just having these negative t- takes. Just for, I feel like, just clout chasing, just for clickbait or whatever, man. It's just, it's just crazy how, again, we blame social media, gifting a curse, just like people just have this little silly platform just to spew ignorance and depending on who their followers are they'll take it as 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 truth as a commandment and they'll just run with it yep. and then they'll just keep spreading misinformation and and or just or just bullshit you know what i'm saying and yeah, i don't know man it just that, that that's what it gets
0: to be man it's funny you mentioned Dr. Umar because you just came off of your breakfast club interview that actually spit some some some, some straight stuff there was some good in, information In the Breakfast Club interview, and you follow it up with conspiracy theories for Kobe Bryant. It's like you take one step forward and two steps back. Like, relax. I'm happy I missed that. Like, just relax. Oh, no, go check. You ain't ain't missed it yet. And they
3: got a Tyler Perry weave now, which is like, come on, man. That didn't work
2: with that Tyler Perry weave. I did see that. I was like, come on, man. You know, that ain't Joe (laughs) Hill. Yeah, I'm. I'm sick. I mean, niggas. I mean, it's it's just a is opportunity. So
0: that's the niggas. first time we dropped nigga in the podcast. We're thirty minutes in, man. I think that's a record.
2: Good shit.
3: Who did it first? Chef. Yeah. Oh me. man. But um, I'm, at, I'm at my mom's house. I'm trying not to uh, cuss us. Or I guess we can say naked naked nakers. Mom. That's ugly. Oh. And, uh, can we talk about? I thought that was a video with <laughs> with
2: all the can Talk about. We can talk talk about nakers. <laughs> I mean. Okay, so I just want to say this about this. So, I don't think so. A few things. I don't think the lady meant to say niggers. I think she made a a real mistake. Like, she used to work for the for the Knicks organization, like doing as a as a reporter for the Knicks. So she used to work for them, and I think she's used to saying Knicks, and she was trying to fix and say Lakers. I get it. People fuck up, but I definitely think she should still get fired.
0: I don't. I don't think she should be fired. Um, I I I think she should be fired up. because
2: um cause shit happens and 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 if a nigga fuck up, a nigga gonna get pinched.
0: No niggas fuck up and still keep their jobs. Cause there's there's fuck ass niggas who do bullshit and they still at the post office the next day. Like you you I, fucked up the chicken. The chicken was raw at at, at the Popeyes la yesterday and you still here today. you know what I'm saying niggas get out of there. N- n- nah, niggas sweat that They don't get no passes. Niggas get passes. You don't probably gonna get no pass on a cracker job, but you, you get some passes. But well, that's
3: what most, nigga, most niggas have cracker jobs, so <laughs> you know what you
0: you saying? My, my job cracker. But I'm not the ones complaining. It's the cat who work at the post office that complains. You know what I'm saying? It's like, I my, like yeah, man, I, I'd have been fired. Motherfucker, you work for the post office. Y'all make mistakes every day, nigga. You know that shit wasn't supposed to go to every, Chicago. Every single day. Let me tell
3: you, <laughs> on, on my ring, on, on my ring, my doorbell camera, my trifle mail lady be on the phone eating supper plates while she delivering the mail. Like, just just trifling. That's why. I, I be getting my neighbor's mail. That's how I know they get my mail. Yeah. I'm talking about she'll drop off yeah. a, a box. Anyway, I think uh, the
0: motherfucker throw a box. First off, you walked into my grass, which is already your first red flag. You walked beside the sidewalk, walked into my grass, and then threw a package from said grass onto the doorbell. It's like onto so the she, porch. She is disrespectful. Him, yeah,
2: because they
0: ain't have to do all that. Yeah, no, we we, we sent it to the branch office. We sent on the video. Okay,
2: good. That nigga got fired. You know that right?
0: No, you know the motherfucker's still employed, right? You know that right? Oh, oh yeah. Oh. Well, we, oh yeah. We I see that. I
3: think I think that she. Should. I think she messed. So initially, initially I thought she said niggas loud and clear with with a megaphone. I just knew it was niggas. Yeah. Was like,
0: <laughs> In my heart it knew it was a niggas.
3: But right. But then she but then I read it and it was like uh she was like, No, I make some Nicks and Lakers. Uh, and I said nakers. I said, Yeah, right. But then I went back and I listened to it like five more times with my eyes closed and it did sound yeah, like yeah. yeah, you gotta close your eyes. It did sound like she said naked. So I'm like, oh man, dang, nah, she shouldn't and I definitely didn't think she was gonna lose a job. That's that's the first thing. I was surprised. I'm like, man, who's her
0: boss? Oh, who's she she did get fired? Hat- yeah. Uh, no, she she didn't get
2: fired. Yeah, I'm pretty sure she did. I saw a petition for. No no, 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 no,
3: no, 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 no. We going
0: <laughs> Let me Google Nakers boo. Uh, <laughs>
3: yeah, did the nakers 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 bay get fired? But uh well, I didn't I didn't think that she would, even if she said niggers. You know what I'm saying? We've seen it before. Uh anchor and women saying messing up saying Nick, Nick uh, you know what, what what Oh, never got?
0: mind. I want men to Oh, okay. So Alison Morris. Let's see.
3: Um <sighs> yeah, I don't think she should get fired. And definitely if she didn't say it, she shouldn't get
0: fired. No, there's a call for her to be fired. She's not yeah, fired.
2: I yet. I only saw a petition for her to get
0: fired. Oh. She's niggas
2: not
0: on that head now. Oh, yeah. no. she ain't saying it. But, but niggers didn't fit, though. I mean, it's like... It, 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 it did It was like, I mean, it could be
2: hateful just just for yeah, the fuck.
0: Even even as monks and racists go, I'm not about to call all these motherfuckers niggas after Kobe died. What do you yeah. even get? What do you even get out of that? Like, no. <laughs> outside of your <laughs> asshole. <people> He's <whoop. laughs> <People laughs> like, She's I'm going
3: to call
2: you a nigga grand grand when I'm it. it. Like, Grant, was it?
0: Yeah, so, like...
3: No. Well, well, the one dude who definitely deserves to get a uh, fist put to him is that uh, Comedian uh, Ari something. Or oh, so, he, so as a
2: fellow of Comedians, he is, he's, he's trash, but he, he's a part of the group of Comedians that think being racist and disrespectful is, is comedic. So, that's always been his thing. Like He used to be on this show on uh on comedy central like 2 3 years ago and uh called uh what well what's the worst that could happen something like that um where and he was the host and he was he would crack his jokes and he, all he talks about is his extreme drug usage and and depression and how he and how he's um kind of a fuck up you know what i'm saying and he he got fired off the she got fired off the show because he said some offensive things and it went. He went way too far. And he's like, "Oh no, you, you guys just care about being PC." And Roy Wood, a family um, grad, took his place. He's now the host of the show. So props to that brother. But he, the dude, has never really been like a good. He's not a good comedian. He just says things that are disrespectful and calls them jokes. Yeah. So when he's, so when he went in, and said, made statements about how he's, he's glad Kobe's gone. and It was karma, and he's a, a rapist. He, he, he thought that was fun. But people like that usually fail. Like, there's nothing coming good coming to him. I mean, most of these people that got all this shit to say aren't happy in their lives, so they spew shit um, to make them feel better. When in, in turn they they get nothing out of it.
0: So somebody, so somebody's gonna I'm, see him yeah. too. Yeah. Somebody wow.
2: is gonna see him. That's the crazy part. He ain't like he's famous, famous. He just he, he's he's a struggling comedian. Someone's <laughs> gonna catch him in L. A. <laughs> And rock his ass. He's in the right. wrong place talking about
0: that shit. Right. I didn't want to talk about this because people already hate me and I don't have a hive or any shit like that, but oh, the sexual assault angle, it upsets me because sexual assault as repugnant as it is, as grave an offense as it is, and as fucked up a situation as it is, not even at the at the moment that the offense occurs, but also the long last long lasting effects that happens after sexual assault. Victims of sexual assault and advocates of sexual assault, you do not control or dictate the rubric of sin, all right? You do not get to determine what sin is indelible, what people take to the grave, what is forgivable, you know what I'm saying? Yes, it is fucked up. We all ride with you. We are advocates for you. We want to ensure that you get the help that you need, and we hope that shit never happens. But I don't fuck with the fact that people want to piss on people when something tragic happens. Like, the whole Kobe shit is like... There was one shit that's like, yeah. But don't forget that Kobe's still the rapist. Like, bitch, we're not fucking talking about that right now. This man is dying in a fucking helicopter crash. Like, bitch, fuck you. And at that point in time, that's how I feel. And it's like, I can't even be sympathetic to what happened to you. Or whatever your situation is. Because you're on different shit. You know what I'm saying? I don't fuck with people pissing on people when they have one leg into the grave you know what i'm saying kobe went through his sexual assault thing he was acquitted of it and whether he did it or not kobe changed you know what i'm saying he he repented he did whatever he had to do to make right whatever he had to make right to be a better person and while the victim if there was a victim i don't fucking know the situation i don't know what happened while that's between them and kobe that victim and kobe that may happen but to everybody else, it don't have nothing to fucking do with you. You know what I'm saying? And you don't need to fucking, like, be... Cape up for that shit every fucking time and piss on him in as he's going into the grave. Like, me, I don't fuck with that shit at all. And it makes me less sympathetic to whatever the fuck happened to you. That's just how I feel about it, so...
2: yeah, Absolutely. So, um... Like, I think we could close this part out, so...
0: I mean, I mean it's the you... whole podcast now. <laughs> we need a whole podcast on Kopi.
2: But, um... Definitely prayers um, to the family. Um, prayers all the for, families. So, all the families. Um, prayers for peace of mind and.
0: If you and want to get up. memorabilia, now is the time. Really, now is kind of past the time. Like I went on Amazon. Like what shit is sold out. Um, I copped the Sports Illustrated the the Kobe Bryant retirement issue. It was like fifty dollars. But like there's shit that's thousands of dollars now. Good luck getting like a signed Kobe jersey. Like God bless you. Well, or some shoes or something like that, but, yeah, man, it's, now's the time. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not the time. You, know, you, you missed it. If
3: you listen <laughs> to this now, you're too late. It, 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 it's definitely a dollar short. If you look, right
2: when well, you get this. I ain't going front. My boy posted a rookie card, and then he was like, you know, these are worth 20000 now. I was like, golly. Do you sell it or do you keep it? you keeping selling. it. you keeping it. It can't be worth $20,000, I man, that's what it, that's where that's what it said on the eBay's. So I don't know, man.
0: eBay is kind of heart-
2: too many. It's too many. Too many uh,
3: Kobe rookie cards, man. For for one card to be worth, unless he had like the hologram where Kobe's
0: talking, <laughs> when Kobe's on the toilet. <laughs> like,
3: I don't know what,
2: he, what card he has. But I'll I'll look it up. But anyway, all right, cool. So I mean, so I think everybody was kind of like, I know for me, I was kind of uh drained after all after sunday like after all the the motions um pouring but I know the Grammys came on that night and granted I don't think I was really gonna watch it but I just feel like I needed something else um the to kind of cap capture my my mind for the moment so I watched the Grammys did y'all fuck with the Grammys or i watched, yeah, I, watched.
0: I watched a little bit of it now I'll, I'll tell you the moment when I realize I'm not watching the shit anymore
2: it might be the same time it was with me. So I was watching the Grammys, and I think I turned after Tyler Creator's performance. Now, I thought that his album was great. Like, I really enjoyed his album. But And then when they had the performance, they had my dog, Charlie Wilson, and Boys and Men singing the background. You know what I'm saying? They killed it. But that shit got real, real weird. <laughs> Like, it, like I thought it got a little, I was already kind of on my spiritual vibes, so it felt demonic a little bit. And I was like, mm, I'm good now. I think I'm just going to watch Kirby Enthusiasm like I'm supposed to.
0: So, um, I turned after that. Yeah, I, I was right at the right, the, so I watched, which one was first, Tyler DePerry, Tyler DePerry? Yeah, being uh, yourself. Like Tyler the Perry. Yeah, it was Tyler the Perry. Tyler the Creator. Was, was, was Usher after him? Yes. Okay, so I watched that tribute as well. And the moment I realized well, I don't need to watch this shit, you know how to go to commercial and they say, you know, coming up next in the Grammys, we have X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z, X, Y, and Z. And when they went on that list of everybody who was next in the Grammys, and they were all like, first of all, they were all white. There's nothing wrong with that white performers, I love white music. You know, I'm saying as much as the next man, but I didn't. I didn't know none of the motherfuckers, and I didn't like none of their music. They had the little depressed white girl who was the headliner. That was it, Billy English. What, what's her name? Billy Eilish. Yeah, her. You Eilish. Yeah, her. So I'm like, at that point, when I looked at the list, I'm like, I can die today, and I don't have to have ever listened to none of these motherfuckers. Like typically they'll tease me with like a scantily clad Rihanna uh video or Beyonce or something. I'm like, I don't need to watch none of this shit. So I just went to sleep. And that moment I knew the Grammys are not for me no fucking more. I didn't I didn't know and I didn't appreciate none of that fucking music. So I was done after that. I wasn't in the mood for that shit anyway. So
3: uh I was cool with the with the Grammys. So uh Started off with uh With Alicia Keys hosting, uh, she came out and was like, you know, basically, we all hurt inside, and there's only one way we can, like, really get this shit cracking, and then she starts singing, it's so hard to say goodbye, and then, boys, the man got up there, and I thought that shit was gonna be, like, epic, but it looks like they just really... they were like we just go they didn't practice they were like we just gonna go up there and sing it we know the song <laughs> y'all know you the song but, but, but you didn't know it <laughs> right so you didn't
2: know it So right.
3: it was a great thought execution was off uh Lizzo came out first and did her thing man yeah. um so, if you're so, a Lizzo fan you love it
0: so let me go ask ahead. you J.J. did black people come back towards the end or did they just say we're gonna get all the black people out of the way in the beginning uh
3: um, no, the
0: Nipsey tribute. Well, technically he ain't performed, so. But black people performed. Oh, black people performed.
3: Big, big male performed.
0: So really after the Usher tribute, it was kind of all downhill from there?
3: No, man. Let me go through my thing. Oh, sorry. Let uh, me off. I jog the That's all right. So Lizzo did her thing. So, but I'm saying.
0: <laughs> <laughs> so uh,
3: Lizzo, Lizzo did her thing. Uh, if you like Lizzo, then you enjoyed it. It's pretty much the same. Lizzo show she'd been doing. What you what'd you say, Chef? You did enjoy you didn't like
0: it? No 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 no, no. Do your thing. Do your thing now. Nah?
3: All right. go get on your, li- your Lizzo your little hate. No, nah, it was it was awesome. Alright. Yeah. So uh Big Draws. After that after that what was next after I wouldn't know. Uh it was like some white folks. no nah, So no so Tyler the creator. I like Tyler. Uh not necessarily all of his music. I liked probably half of this uh, this last album, Igor, which he won Rap Album of the Year. Uh, yeah. I forgot who he was up against. It's like
2: an R and B album
3: to me, but you know, I digress. Right, right. then I think that's why I liked it more because it was very
0: melodic on there. Yeah, it was good. Uh, I, th- I think we're missing a topic though. So, Usher. We missed did Usher. he? I Usher. Did I he? We didn't
3: get to Usher yet. That's what I was going down the line.
0: We Usher. hit Usher twice,
3: and you—you might have hit Usher twice. <laughs> Carlos, gay. <Game. laughs>
0: no. Not there's anything wrong with so that.
3: After, so after that, okay, so we went through that. All right, so then Usher's performing. Usher did a tribute to
0: Prince, and go. No, I you go. It. You loved it. Chef loved it.
2: Uh somebody tried to say i was joking I'm yeah like, somebody thought you were being sarcastic i didn't, <laughs> like, I, I, I didn't sarcastic. like that samara i th- <laughs>
0: anyway. i thought if if prince was there prince would have thrown all the shade at that fucking
2: performance oh yeah no
3: prince would have hated it but prince i was like something funny. else at the time and i looked up and it was cool i i haven't looked at it again to see if it was i i saw mixed messages i mean mixed whatever reactions um but I, it, what I saw looked fine to me. It looked like Usher got in his little dance bag a little bit. It was, you know, it was cool.
0: That um, The singing was horrible. The, the vocals was horrible.
3: Were they? See, that's what I'm saying. I was doing something else at the time. I, I, like, I liked the vocals. I, I mean,
0: mean, yeah, I so if, if Usher made Purple Rain, then yes, Purple Rain sounded great. But Prince made Purple Rain, and there was, the shit wasn't musical. It wasn't like Usher came out with a guitar and played a couple of riffs or nothing like that. It wasn't like there was some like vocal range being shown. I would, personally, I would have much rather Miguel have been like the Prince as opposed to. Did Miguel
3: do Prince before?
2: Who did Prince one time and like funk that thing? I think he probably did it for like the BT Awards. Miguel is BT Awards level. He's not like Grammy level, unfortunately. Damn, that bro. is Damn. a hot take. Damn. <laughs> no, no, no. It's, it's <laughs> not a diss to him. You know what I'm saying? Like a- definitely a diss, but.
0: You fucked over Miguel. Miguel. <laughs> I like
2: Miguel.
3: Wasn't Miguel I'm
0: sure. nominated?
2: I'm sure. I
3: mean, not this year. I don't think he had any music,
0: but he has been. He, he Miguel been... probably has a Grammy. So, Chef, you're saying that Miguel is not even worthy of a Grammy nomination?
2: No, I didn't say that. I said no. I, no, that's what you're saying. I say I said he's Google not. Chef, Miguel has Grammys. He does. I'm saying Google
0: it. I'm, I'm checking it out now.
3: Anyway, so yeah mix mix whatever so
0: then uh um,
3: yeah he definitely has a
0: grammy for s best r&b song 2013 Adorn. he's been nominated for 1 2 3 4 5 6 7 8 9 see if, 10 see if Eleven, 11 grammys if he's performed
3: is miguel the one that tried to jump over that bt stage and kick that girl in the head i don't know about him already, <laughs> He showed out so, last time. Your know, rebel he like tried to jump over a stage. Like from one stage to another stage. Like the, the little mosh pit. And like like <clears throat> WF kicked the girl in the head. Like she had a whole concussion.
0: Um, I think he did. He, no, what is this? But, well, I'm not anyway,
3: sure. so then um they did uh <clears throat> <laughs> they did Old Town Road with uh, Lenoz X, so they go. It looks like they're gonna pump up his his uh his gay factor up uh, to sell records. You know what I'm
0: saying? He's so like he did. four different special but, interests in one. So I'm like, that. Why is he still
3: doing Old Town Road? You know what I'm saying? So they had him doing that, and he went through like different <clears> rooms. He performed like K-pop, and then the little yodel boy, and then uh, Nas. Did Nas come out? Was that for Nas?
2: Ni- yeah. Nas
3: did he, come out. He, he came out for Lil Nas. Huh. I
0: didn't so, get part
3: of What's his name?
0: Lil Nas X.
3: Is that why Nas came out? I think so. Oh, put it together. I just put it together.
2: <laughs> Lil Nas X and Nas? <laughs> I don't think Nas should have been there. I mean, I feel like nobody else was there. Like, Jay Z didn't go. Meek Mill wasn't there. Like, niggas wasn't there. So I'm That's like. That's Meek
3: Meek Mill performed. <laughs>
2: Was <laughs> why was he there when, when he was up for his award and showed his picture you're
0: horrible at this <laughs> first Miguel now Meek
2: it ready
3: for his performance he did the, the Nip tri- tribute Grammy winner and
0: Miguel is not Grammy worthy and neither is Meek Mill who was not meek there Bell who was there
2: was he performed I, and did, like you
3: ain't seen with Kirk Kirk Franklin came out with a little bitty suit on and was like
2: bouncing up and down with a choir out there with John yeah. Legend. So
3: I
0: missed. I
2: saw. I saw the second half of it, so I enjoyed it. I mean, they, they felt like you know they went full revival. It was cool. That's the part I saw. Hey, it was a,
3: a old faced white lady singing this country song with a uh, with a lesbian playing the piano. <laughs> I need to what song was it? I saw that. That's my turn. So, but listen, no, that song was so deep. It was about, it's a country song, which, you know, I'm from Nashville. Shout out. And uh, it's basically saying, if it's feelings in them flowers, bring them home. It was like the chorus was basically like, don't waste your, your breath, your tears, your money when I'm gone. <coughs> if it's feelings in them flowers, bring them home. You know what I'm saying? Which I felt like was... Uh, like, right on time dealing with the whole Kobe thing, because, like, give people their flowers, you know, her taking them their roses while they're here, so, yeah. I'm in the I'm just in the lyrics, so I really dug those lyrics, so I don't, I'm gonna find out who that lady is because that's that's, that's some deep shit
2: Was it Tanya Tucker?
3: I, I don't know T.T. T. Tucker's from New Orleans yeah, I'm, <laughs>
0: I'm pretty sure it was not T.T. T. Tucker <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who it was but I'm pretty sure who it was not <laughs> Tucker,
2: what's the song? If- it's called so, "Bring Me Flowers." All right, yeah. Bring my flowers. Yep,
3: yep. Down. Yeah, y'all go ahead and listen to that song and tell me that don't that don't pull on your your ball strings. Um, so who else performed? Also, oh, Debbie Lovato. Demi, Demi. Demi Lovato. Demi. I don't know who that. Person. She came. She came. This was like her first <laughs> performance after she OD'd. Um, oh man. So y'all didn't see the the Sorry. chick who sang the song to her daddy? I didn't see that. No. Oh, boy. Y'all, girl, dad, girl dads, oh, man, now that that pulled on some strings, too. Y'all need to go revisit that. I probably that. So didn't that.
0: need that at that point in time. That oh, w-
3: no, no. Oh, no. You would have cried <laughs> you a river on that. Okay.
2: good. So she's so sang a song, song to her daddy. Is that what the girl dad's hashtag came from, the song? No, girl the, song?
0: the girl dad hashtag came from Kobe. They were asking him, like, "What are you doing?" You know, like,
3: not him, not they. It was uh, your girl from ESPN. She was talking about her interaction with Kobe. Like, how you going to
0: answer my vagary with another vagary? Because uh, you put they at least give it to the woman.
3: <clears throat> she, so people kind of. So
0: there, there was a there was a uh, a woman reporter who was giving her take, not a take, but giving her experience with Kobe, and they were talking about, I guess. Kobe's life after he got retired or whatever and Kobe was like excited as hell he was like yeah I'm a, I'm a girl dad you know what I'm saying he was all excited about the time that he spent with his girls so mm-hmm. and he that's went into detail wh- about that's that a horrible, that's
3: a horrible explanation so basically she was saying that she was backstage and she was pregnant right
0: and you can google this Kobe shit J. you can youtube no, it
3: we can play tell the story.
0: we can play you- feel like the way I told the story Jason that-
3: Horrible. first, she said, they <laughs> So, why don't you Google to see what her name is? I can't think Why of don't her. you Google so to
0: see what her name is? Because I'm
3: telling the story right. So, <laughs> she's pregnant. She's never met Kobe, so she's like, I got to go say what's up to Kobe. So, she goes over to Kobe, and Kobe's like, oh, you're pregnant. What do you do? Whatever. She was like, "Uh, you know, you know what you have. And L. Duncan. Like, That's right, L. Duncan? Yes,
0: okay. yeah. Yo, how you gonna come at the end? Like, talking about oh, you talking about L Duncan? Like you ain't see us trying to figure the fucking name out for the past sixty seconds?
2: Maybe he thought about lights. Man.
3: Oh, you talking right. about L Duncan? I mean, you are ruined the the story that you met. You ruined earlier. So <laughs> so she, she was like, you know what you having? Like uh, I'm not sure. And uh she asked him, "Well, how would you?" He only had three of his girls. He's like, "Well, how would you?" Feel if you had a, a fourth girl he said man if it was up to me I'd have five more girls cause I'm a girl dad and that's where that came from like he loved being a girl dad so that's what the hashtag girl dad but going back to the chick that was singing to her daddy so the song was about she met a guy and you would really like him type thing I thought the, the dad was dead first when I was listening to the song Uh but nah so she starts walking down the stairs she trips a little bit but then like they get to a dad, and like this nigga's like boo-hooing. And then the song, she she like sings about his tears. And you know what I'm saying? I've never seen you cry, but I saw you cry that one time. And this nigga's like crying. And when that shit is moving, hey, boy, make sure you ain't had too much to drink when you watch that.
0: Mm-hmm. You
3: girl dads. Hey, boy, oh. check that out, man. There's
0: a hashtag on Twitter how, now. We, we talk, so uh,
3: since we're all girl dads and y'all are girl dads, man, how do y'all feel being girl dads?
0: I think I've told this story on the podcast before, man. I told people before, then I was a new, wasn't a new dad, but my wife was pregnant. And people were asking me, what do you want to be? You want to be a girl or a boy? And I'm like, I want to be a boy. You know what I'm saying? Like, why would I not want to be a boy? Like, every dad wants a boy. And um, it was not a boy, it was a girl. And Blair was born. And I thought about it, and I'm like, one... The amount of the amount of pressure that a father has with his son is tremendous. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah, your daughter, the joke is you gotta keep her off the pole and shit like that, ha ha ha, you know what I'm saying? But there's not that much pr- it's not that much pressure for me because I can't really teach a woman I can't teach a girl how to be a woman. You know what I'm saying? I can instill certain values in her, but a lot of that's gonna come from her mother, you know what I'm saying? I'm just more so a protector. And just, you know, natural parenting and just instilling the values that all of my kids should have. Sons are a little different. Where that if your son grows up to be a fuck nigga, as a father, you're pretty much solely responsible for why that nigga grew up to be. If he steals, if he hits girls, if he fucking is a sexual assault, all Mm -hmm. of that shit is really kind of your fault. And that's a lot of fucking pressure, you know what I'm saying? And I didn't think it was going to be as fun. I was like, I don't know anything about dollhouses. I don't know anything. All these fucking pink. There's so much fucking pink. I just want to tell you, there's so much fucking pink. But I didn't think it was going to be as fun. But as I, as I, you know, became a first time parent, my daughter is great, man. Like just interacting, the communication that she requires. It's so much different than a boy, but It's honestly great. The bond that we'd have is totally different than I think that me and my son will ever have. It's it's definitely a blessing. And dad's dad's if you get that girl, you'll know it's like, this shit is different. And there's just a special bond between a father and a and his daughter.
2: Yeah. I mean, you you said it perfectly. I mean I think it's like I mean the thing is, so when I found out I was having a daughter, I thought I, I cried. Like I was like upset. Like you know what I'm saying? Like I was like like is like is this what I get for being such a <laughs> yeah. fuck nigga Jesus? You know what I'm saying? So I like, shook my fist in the air, you know what I'm saying? I think as a matter of fact when I, they told me, I just started kinda getting sad and I I, I just left because we were in the in <laughs> we were in the doctor's office and they you know, they put the ultrasound over there and they like Oh, there's your little legs. I was like, she already got eggs. Ah, you know, what I'm saying?
0: so you know, I just
2: walked. I walked from the hospital, from the doctor's office, back to work. I just walked, and I, I only think I said bye good to my my wife, but I just dipped. And and the thing is, like you know, it's, I think it is different for girls. I don't have I don't have any sons, so I can't really. Uh, I have no basis of analysis, but I know after she was born, as soon as she came out, I was like, oh man. Oh, you you got me. It's too late. Yeah. Like trapped. So but the thing about Adari is I know when it gets when it comes down to it, like they're gonna they they they're gonna be they'd be like, you know, she a daddy's girl, so it's gonna be like, you know, um I'm gonna love you either way, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. And that matters and I know when I get old and, and shit, like I could be like, I know she'll look out for me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? So and and that, that hits different because you could just tell. Like and I I always toted her to around, I mean that's always been the the case. Um because I mean I think it's it's just that's the type of relationship we have. And i I think our generation's a lot different in that we don't see a legacy just in a son, we have a, a legacy in a daughter too. So um as, I think it's just a difference between us and previous generations. Yeah. We don't see it differently. You know Absolutely. what I'm saying? So that's big.
0: Especially cuz my daughter's just like me and I think my son's going to yeah. be being like my my wife. My daughter's just like me. It's kind of fucking scary. Is your daughter like you, chef?
2: Very much so. I'm um, a fault. <laughs> like I told y'all the nigga story. <laughs> y'all y'all don't know like we were um in Tallahassee the other um a couple weeks ago for my my niece's birthday and we were heading back home. I went to the gas station some young cats like they were arguing about arguing loudly and emotionally I guess about because they didn't know where they wanted to go that night like what club they wanted to go to so my my mom and sister and my wife all in the car paying attention being nosy and I get back in the car and my wife tells me like you know she's like you know, you know what Naima just said and I was like what and she's like so he's like well they were like um, my, my mom was like what are y'all arguing about and she's like Probably nigga stuff. <laughs> <laughs> and she shr- and shrugged her shoulders, and Laura was like, "You don't talk like that, nightmare. She's like, "I mean, I, I know it was bad, but that's Daddy what
0: they said. were doing." Daddy said,
2: <laughs> "Right." Basically, I was like, "Well, I can't really get mad because I, I, say nigga like, like it's nothing." We know several times, a day, yeah, several <laughs> times a day. We all aware, so it was cute. I was like, and that's, I mean, it, it was <laughs> it, it was cute. cute. It was because I mean, it was cute. I ain't one of those parents that find bad stuff cute, but I couldn't get mad about it either because how I, I like a hypocrite. So, but she's very much like me in 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 a lot of ways, and it's 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 funny, and it's also and being cool. a parent, being a hypocrite, just in general.
3: I <laughs> uh, <laughs> just try to stop your kids from uh, doing uh, the same uh, stuff uh, you did. <laughs> like yeah, what a are we bitch. To... Make sure you study hard for that test. And I don't want no C's. <laughs> don't be out drinking with your hey, friends. Yeah. Anyway,
0: You're just trying to put the voice in their head because if you don't get the message from your parents, you don't get that voice in your head saying, maybe I shouldn't do it. Whether you do it or not, you know what I'm saying? You still don't have the voice. It's my job just to put the voice in their head, but before you better do something stupid, mm, I hear my daddy's voice. Maybe I should or shouldn't do that. If you don't teach yeah. them that at all, all they know is instinct. And then that's oh, yeah. when they're going to really be in trouble. Yeah, I mean, I think we should have.
3: I mean, we we'll talk about this on another podcast. I think we just talked about like advice, but things that like your parents said that kind of resonated. Uh, and like, my dad was always like, "Man, don't ever let me hear about you stealing because like my my next door neighbors like they stole some like out of house or whatever. So I don't never let me hear about you stealing. Just ask, and I'll do everything I can." to try to get it for you you know what i'm saying so that always was like well before i try to take something that's not mine i'm gonna ask one of my parents to see you know what i'm saying yeah if 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 it's that important so that's always stuck with me
0: that's my biggest fear bro like my son growing up to be a fuck nigga like being a thief or something like that's just Cause the first question somebody ask is, "Damn, what did that nigga daddy teach him? Like, who's that nigga daddy? Like, that's just <laughs> like, who raised you? Who raised you? You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just, I think that's why fathers are so hard on sons. Cause, bitch, you, you represent me. <laughs> I'll be damned.
2: Yeah, You ain't gonna shame me. Okay. Cool. So, that it sounded like the the Grammys were beautiful, and I just didn't um, take it serious. I guess. All right. Usher uh,
0: sure was, no uh, sure was trash. Usher was trash.
2: Uh, sure, 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 sure. But okay, so speaking of trash, so um, Terry Crews, like I, I, I posted this today in our in our group, and basically it was a story about, and we're gonna go into, you know, it gets deeper. Obviously, like we'll we'll, we'll make it deeper. But what happened was he was the co-host on America's Got Talent, and I guess December, this past December, Gabrielle Union was um also a host, like a co-host. And she got fired from her position on the show uh, because she was talking about racism, uh, um, ra- the racism that that occurs with the staff on the show, and she how she felt uncomfortable and how she took issue with it. So they fired her. Um, people, I guess, were
0: expecting Terry Crews. <laughs> to Wait. Speak up. What was that? Sorry, Miss Be Nasty has <laughs> a live, a live OnlyFans stream going on right now. I didn't know y'all could hear that. I'll unplug it. Oh. You, what what's going on? You're a nasty nigga, now. Uh, Miss Be Nasty on OnlyFans, she got a live stream going on, and I, ain't, mm. I just want to go check it out. I ain't know y'all get that. We, we
3: gonna talk about OnlyFans next week.
0: Then how much? You, I, how, them. much, how, much how, how
3: much? How much? How much? How much? You a lot to your no, OnlyFans digital all right. Hey,
0: y'all talk amongst yourselves.
3: Nope, don't do that. <laughs> don't, don't you? We, don't don't we can see you. Them. Are we
0: on the podcast? Well, I can turn the camera off. Mm, we can I don't, still hear you yeah i don't, I don't wanna, wanna
2: know. I don't wanna feel sense the energy
0: <laughs> rub one out energy
2: yeah i don't I don't, I don't wanna
3: know
0: oh she got a.
2: go ahead, y'all go ahead, so okay, anyway I that's a,
3: I think that's like a, a man law too like you can't talk to another man with your penis out
2: no, like, no. oh no. hey, no. hey now, and that's not toxic either, you just don't it's gross like in yeah, that's...
3: like in the bathroom, like the other way, um. Okay.
2: Sorry. being distracted. distracted. Uh, go ahead. What were you go saying? Ahead. No, it's fine. So, he was basically, so they, they went to him. I guess he felt away because people, I'm assuming, have been talking about him on um, social media. So, he said, basically, he sent a couple of tweets saying, uh, kind of like dissociating himself from Gabrielle Union and all the stuff that she was going through. And he was basically saying, uh, he said, let me pull up the tweet. He said, there's only one woman on earth I have to please. Her name is Rebecca, not my mother, my sister, my daughters, or coworkers. I will let their husbands, boyfriends, and partners take care of them. Rebecca gives me wings. So basically he was saying, like, you know, he, it's not his responsibility to look out for the other black folks he works with, the other black women he works with. He doesn't have to protect her or or have her back in any sort of um fashion in the workplace. So, my question was is that true? Like what do you what do y'all think about in your environment working with other black people, more specifically black women, do you feel like you have some sort of responsibility to them in regards to office politics and, and looking out for them and and holding them down? Like what what do y'all think? So, did
3: what what was showing me uh, porn on this phone when you were talking, so I was distracted. So did you did you talk about how, Gabrielle Union had her had her back, had his back. Uh. So, so the progression of you... things, yeah. So what happened was, um, he he came out saying that he was being like, back when he was being sexually assaulted or whatever, blah blah blah. Gabrielle Union came out and was like. Bigging him up, like Terry Crews, like, you know, like we stand with Terry Crews, blah, 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 blah. Uh-huh. So then Gabrielle Union comes out and says, hey, it's racism, blah, 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 blah. And he's like, oh, well, that's not true. I had the best time of my life on this She's show. I don't know what you to me. Right. So I think that if we don't have each other's backs, then who is? So yeah, even if... um. I'm talking in this instant first. He could have just kept his mouth closed. You know what I'm saying? Like, um, he, he could be like, my situation is different than her situation. You know, I'm, I'm not even going to speak on that. Or blah, blah, blah. It's kind of like when Black Lives Matter came out and you had all these athletes, like, all lives matter. Like, didn't nobody ask you? And like, don't don't go against what other black people are doing. You know what I'm saying? Like, you can just keep your mouth shut and stay in your lane if you if you don't agree. But don't, like, mess up what they're doing. So it was just unnecessary. And then for him to double down and be like, well, I ain't got to have my coworkers back in. Oh, that's just that's just green and uncool. And, like, that's the, a lot of problems was wrong with us as black people because— you know, as soon as you get your little a little a little raise or you get your little promotion, you know, you think that they like you, too. And then uh-huh. you're on a level where you, you know, you start talking bad about your fellow black person. So, right. yeah, I don't do that. Yes, we have an obligation to have each other's backs. I mean, don't get yourself in trouble for it, but like don't voluntarily throw anybody else under the bus.
2: Yeah, I think he just had himself looking like a sucker, really. I mean, I'm not a Terry Crews fan. Like, I think I think he throws us as a people under the bus a lot, but expects us to hold him down in return. So when niggas was, like, going in on him for the whole getting fondled by the white dude and, and him just kind of being like, I got harassed, like, you know, I was one of the main ones clowning because I was like, why not? Like, you you, you need to be able to look look out for yourself as a man, first of all, because that's what you're supposed to do, but you keep on putting your, yourself in a position to not look like someone we should, we should be, you know, honoring or respecting. Like, the fact that Gabrielle Union had your back and you just turned your back on her, I didn't even know that part. I just thought it was weak in general because, I mean, if, you, if you're working with somebody... And you're witnessing the same things, and you don't speak up, that's weak. Like, I mean, I feel, I feel like you just have an obligation, regardless of if, if she's black or white. Like, if you work with somebody and they're getting mistreated, you need to look out for them. Like, I feel like I I try to like I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty I keep it close to the vest at work. Like, I'm not into having like huge sweeping relationships where I have to kick it with p- folks from work after the fact. But I do think that, especially with other Black folks, I, I I feel like it's important that we can that we have the have dialogue with each other and we could be able to talk about issues that we have at work because we're all in this together. Now, I don't have necessarily have all those relationships at my current job. Like I, I have a few people I could be I could one person I could talk to. Um, everyone else is kind of if, iffy and wishy washy. But I do think that matters. Like I think. You need to have some sort of united front because shit could switch up like, like in a snap. You know what I'm saying? So, I think it was important that. She, I'm happy that she did what she did, but I do think Terry Crews' face looks real stupid right now for what he for not holding her down. What are you okay?
0: I was seeing if she's gonna put something in a booty or not.
3: <laughs> did, did she?
0: No, nah, she's she's playing around. She's waiting for tips.
3: That's a scam. So you pay the. Yeah, we gonna have an OnlyFans discussion one day. Um, but yeah, man, we gotta we gotta do better holding each other down. And Ted Cruz is weak and
2: forget that dude. So for uh, speaking of forget that dude, so we heard that you got hit on by a a gay dude um last weekend. Congratulations. Thank man. you. Finally, can I get a round of applause, man?
3: I, I mean, I've I can't. Been I can't
0: them. do it right now because I got a live stream going on. Sorry, sorry.
3: Look, <laughs> like I have my hand on my cock. <laughs> <laughs> Priorities. Yeah, man. I mean, for whatever reason, man. I guess I just ain't never been like uh, white women or gay men's like taste. You no know petite. what I'm saying? Yeah, I've got, I. I neither one of this. They. You know, I, I guess they're not attracted to me whatever, man. I, I'm talking about I've been in the, in the, in Atlanta, you know what I'm saying, with an all-pink shirt on, man, and short
0: shorts. And I don't get no whistle, no <laughs> cash calls on that, man. Surely I should have got something.
3: Something, you know what I'm saying, a whistle. <laughs> working towards Shout that. it what your name is. I'm like, nah, so. Hey, Red. <laughs> right. I, or black, either one. <laughs> I just in
1: Hempton. I was in the Navy. Huh?
3: You have to stop watching porn doing that podcast.
1: Oh shit.
3: Uh, huh? <laughs> All right, so All right. so the, my home girl, man, she was like, "Hey, uh, she does a um, she does like a uh, a a bar blog thing on Instagram called Bar Crawl Nola on Instagram. Check it out. So she was, she was like, <laughs> they have like a speakeasy opening in New Orleans, you know." Uh, you know, where you go with me. I'm like, alright, cool, yeah. Check it out. I like to drink. So um uh, it was real cool. You go downstairs. Um I like jazz down there, but it was since it was an uh, opening, it was real crowded, so we ended up finding like a sidebar. So um like a literal sidebar. So it was still <laughs> kind of crowded. It was a bar, then you have your first line of drinkers, then your second line, and then we were on the third. Yeah. But you know, we weren't really pressed because we would drink some Hennessy in the car. So cool. So we're just, you know, chit chatting uh with a white white dude, white chick in front of me. Yes, the white dude had on a vest and a hat, but you know, like a uh smoky smoky uh, bear hat on and a vest, but you know, still cool. Yeah, serious, he but clearly he had been drinking, but you know, he wasn't like sloppy, so we're just talking, talking, talking. Uh uh then he turned around and was about to order a drink and then this little short bastard just comes through and like Bogar straight to the bar right so he was like yo y- you bought me and the other little dude was like uh no i didn't he was like no nah, you you want me He <laughs> like you ain't gonna say excuse me or nothing like nothing so the dude was like uh try to order a drink so he said dang still no apology right so I guess he kind of, like, moved him, and the little dude was like, don't touch me. So then the bartender's like, hey, 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 you know, do I need to call security? Because now they're going back and forth kind of loud or whatever. So then this black dude comes behind me and was like, what's the issue? I'm like, oh, this dude just came through. Bogart ruled the fuck. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, well, he was up there earlier. He just asked if I needed a drink. I was like, well, still, if you bump somebody, it's common courtesy. Say yeah. excuse me, something like that. So now I'm starting to get into it with this
0: uh, uh gay Be black careful. dude. Gay black dude was a good recovery. So uh
3: <laughs> so he's telling the other dude, the rude dude, like, come on, we go to another bar, we go to another bar, go to another bar. So then they end up leaving. So he turned around, and was like, man, I can't believe that. I was like, Well man, you did the right thing. He was like, Yeah, he thought he could just do that because he's gay and he can just do anything. And he's like, he didn't know I was gay. So, so he can use, you know, he can use that tactic. So I was like, yeah, man, like white, white, gay, uh, white, gay men sometimes feel like they have like the most privilege of anybody. You know, we kind of got into that. He was like, yeah, yeah, but it's not, it's not two thousand and five anymore. So I didn't know what that meant. Uh-huh, I'm like, <laughs> right? I that
2: point I'm like, it sure isn't.
3: Like that's all I had to. Fuck okay, Fucking right? And how? But he was like, man, like, I, I really appreciate you having my back, man. I really appreciate you having my back. You know, that, that that's what's up. That's what's up. So, I like, you know, we like dap, dap hug. You know what I'm saying? Like, cool. I'm an ally. I don't got no problem with you being gay. Cool. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So, but then, like, before he left, he was like, man, I guess he thought that me and my homegirl were together. He's like, man, y'all are so beautiful. Y'all are so beautiful. Like, I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Cool. He left. Another partner showed up. We talking. Uh, so, dude, and the best comes back. I'm like, hey, man, uh, this dude's cool. That's my Herm- hermano right there, man. He stood up, you know. <laughs> he stood up tonight, man. Give him a, give him a hermano. 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 <clears throat> you watching porn. You have <laughs> the, the gall, <laughs> the nerve to dig me. Whatever. So, anyway. Um. So he was like, Yeah, man, again, I, I, I really appreciate you. I really appreciate you uh having my back out. I, I was like, Oh no, nah, man, no problem, you know, stand up for the right thing, you did the right thing, blah, blah, blah. He's like, Man, um, I just wanna say you're a beautiful man. And I was like, well, I said, well thank you. I appreciate I appreciate you. Yeah, you know, excuse me, man, but you know, you're just a beautiful man. I'm like, All right, thanks. So then he was like Can't do it. He's like, man, he's like, um, we should hang out, or whatever. So I'm like, w- w- where you live at, man? Yeah, well, no, first I was like, okay, what's going on after this? He's like, no, like, like, you know, like, hang out. I was like, I wanna, I wanna. <laughs> no, no, I don't know if that's what that means. You're moving pretty
0: quick there. Why don't you have a seat right over there? <laughs> so I'm like,
3: um, he's like, uh, I was like, where you live? He's like, oh, man, you know, I live in Here, well, take my number down, or whatever, man. I'm like, Can't do it. I said, "What is it?" (laughs) I tried all the time. No man, put it in your phone. So I'm like, "All right." You're aggressive, right? So I, I like, like put it in my phone, but like, i don't save it. So he's like, "Yeah, man." So I was like, "All right, man, I'm gonna hit you up." He's like, "Yeah, man. Like, I really wanna, I really wanna hang out with you. Like, I want you in my house." (laughs) (laughs) God (laughs) damn.
0: That nigga wanted you. He was longing for you. Ladies nah. and gentlemen, hey. we got him.
3: I just got my haircut that day, too, because I, oh, hey, man, so I did yourself. have a fresh edge. <laughs> so hey,
2: You, the you thing thing is, got the attention. He left, he left. And then he was like, mm-mm, mm-mm, I can't hold it. I got to go back. I got to have. Goddamn. Shoot your shot,
3: man. I think he would have got a little bit more liquor because he looked a little drunker. They got him some liquid courage to come over to me, man. So, I mean, i i got a I got a gay and a white at the same time, man. So I must be doing something right in 2020, man. Uh, That's why. That nigga,
2: that nigga classy though, because, man, last time a gay man hit on me was when I was living in Atlanta, and this this nigga was was not classy. I (laughs) I was at the goddamn. So my office. At the time where i worked was in midtown which is you know where all the gay folks would be kicking it so on the bottom floor of that of of the building is la fitness so i was working on a friday night we're working late and i was like you know what i'm gonna go to la fitness before i um go to happy hour and shit. so i went to la fitness um worked out and went back into the um what they call it back into the blocker room I walked past the sauna. And it was a big ass nigga butt ass, and, and he just looked at me like, "What up?" And pointing his dick, and I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "Hey man, no, what? Can't do it." Hey man, and but so that's how I got hit. On. How, how'd you get hit on Wood? When the when the man hit on you, how did he? Never <laughs> happened, he bro.
0: Come at you? Never, happened, name? <laughs> Never happened, my nigga. Never happened.
2: You a goddamn liar. Never have a short and red a little bit. No, on ever... <laughs> <laughs> no, actually... that not exactly. <laughs> so, you ain't get smacked up no way? Nope,
0: nope, not on this podcast. No, sir. Oh, oh.
2: not on this podcast. I see that.
3: Right. That's all right. We share here, but uh, you ain't got to take my word for it. But you don't have to take my word for it
0: you rock with us this far in the podcast. Obviously, you like something. Go ahead. Visit Apple iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. Show your love. Show your support. We love providing quality content for you guys. We do it absolutely free of charge. We do it out of the kindness of our heart. But the way that you increase our footprint, increase the popularity of this podcast, is to support. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. And as always, if your shit is hot enough. It just might be on the show now for the with all due respects
3: with all due respect um, Relationships are built on communication and trust um, And this is for my single people out there uh, when You meet somebody uh, Single man out there uh, when you meet somebody and you're really vibing with them And you know you think that she could be the one uh, ask them the last time they sharded. Uh, she says that she's never sharded before she's not the one she's a liar uh, we have all rolled the dice uh, it might have been in class one time uh, might have been in the car on the way home and you came up snake eyes and you know you had to clench and you got to the bathroom you realize you got a little loose on you. It it happens. It's it's happened to the best of us. Throw but it has happened way. to all of us. So if she says she's never shot it before, throw her back in that water. It's pretty efficient to see with all due respect.
2: Uh with all due respect, uh so we talked about death and I think the, the natural inclination is to think about You know Your own self inventory In your life and things of that nature And I feel like It's always come This is the first thing I always think of so I'll share it Life is Life is Life is long Like your your days are long But Do the things in life That make you happy Because you only get the one shot So enjoy it I mean, work hard, but also you know, play hard. Have have that balance, um, and do the things that you enjoy. Like, like today I I was in a meeting at work all day, all day long, and it was it was it was boring and tedious. Um, and I mean, it was it's work, you know what I'm saying? But I know when I got home, I know I could take me an edible. I know I could cook for my family, and 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 that, that brings me joy in doing this podcast with my friends. So, I mean, you have to have that, that level of balance. Life ain't all, all about work and paying bills and, and the bullshit. You need to make sure you carve out time for things that make you happy and you enjoy with all due respect.
0: With all due respect, if you shart, you have to go and throw them draws away. Okay. Don't wait till you get home. Don't like, be like, oh, I sharted. What the fuck am I going to do? i wait till I get home. No, 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 no. Go to the closest bathroom, whether you're in a McDonald's or whatever it is. Take them drawers to Throw them draws away. It's over. And you start fresh. You know what I'm saying? Um, Don't don't roll the dice again, but just throw them draws away. I just figured I'd tell you all that. But what I really want to say is Kobe has passed, and we're dealing with a lot of grieving and stuff this week. We got a tsunami going on. We got earthquakes going on. But some kind of way we forgot that there was a Super Bowl that's being played this weekend on Sunday. Uh, San Francisco 49ers versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Got one of the top defenses in the league versus the top offense in the league. And it's going to be a great matchup. I think think it'll be a great Super Bowl. Um, Everybody just take the time to practice some good mood management. Um, Let's take our mind off of Kobe for a minute. Let's pick our mind of the bullshit that we're going off of for a minute and just understand that this is the most popular sporting event in American, uh, not American history, but in the American annual calendar. You know what I'm saying? This is the biggest sporting event that we have. So let's all enjoy the uh, enjoy the sporting event. Enjoy the Super Bowl. I have the Kansas City Chiefs defeating the San Francisco 49ers 35-10. to 10. I feel that Kansas City is going to figure them out I feel that Andy Reid is going to figure out what the defense is doing early on and I feel that Kansas City is going to going to get in that ass and I think it's going to be going to be over probably by the end of the third quarter I think Andy's going to figure them out by the middle of the second quarter and then at halftime make the adjustments and when the third quarter stops foot is going to be on next at that point so going to be great going to be a great Super Bowl Make all your dishes, your wings, and dips, and all of that type of shit. But everybody
1: enjoy the Super Bowl with all due respect.